Hi, I'm Cynthia Rothrock, action star, martial artist, and you're listening to Spoiler Country. Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Join the cult of the Spoilerverse and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, she's the queen of kick-ass, Cynthia Rothrock. Dude, that's a cool title. Queen of kick-ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was on the spot. <laughs> Dude, she was, she was cool. This is a, you and I got to talk to her. Yep. And, uh, super nice girl. Super awesome. She's a badass. Uh, she's still active, still doing her thing. And, oh, my God. Uh, she, had, she, she had a lot to say. Oh, she had a lot to say, and that girl, that she is all over the place in a good way. I yeah. mean, she is constantly moving forward, doing something. I mean, you guys will find, if you listen carefully, I, I literally ask her, how hard is it to find a significant other that can keep up with her? Right. Because <laughs> she's like, well, it, in, it, go ahead. That's a good, that's, that's a good question, because like a lot of, a lot of men are intimidated by powerful women, and it's kind of crazy, because- to me, I find that that's like what I want is somebody who is super active and 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 knows what they want in life and and a go getter. Yeah, she's this. She's amazing. She's in her early sixties, yeah. but she looks like she's in her forties. Yeah, she still kicks ass. She can still yeah. kick my ass. So. Oh, dude, she'd kick the shit out of both of us at the same time. Are you kidding? Right, like Without legit. Sweating. Like I would not want to <laughs> mug this lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's well, she's super awesome. We should stop rambling about her and just let us listen to listen to her talk, man. There we go. We're going to ramble about her all day. <laughs> That's right. Well, here's Cynthia Rothrock in her own words. All right, guys, we are back, and today on the show, it's super exciting. Because if you were a martial arts fan, especially like I was growing up, and I, I watched so many martial arts films in the 80s and 90s that I, I think I fried my brain on them. It was, it was like my favorite genre at the time. And it's still one of my favorite genres. And this girl revolutionized what being, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, Cynthia, but being a woman in that industry, especially in the 80s, and you kicked so much ass over most of those guys that it's just how else to say it? You just you revolutionized what happened. And Cynthia Cynthia Rothrock, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. How's everything going? What's going on in, in, in Cynthia's world today? Well, things uh, here in California. 
Nice. So things are starting to open up a little bit from the quarantine. So starting to uh, wander out a little bit more. But other than that, I've been just working out of my home and spending a lot of time with my dogs. And nice. uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, How's the quarantine going for you? Is it been difficult or now that everything's starting to lift, it's a little easier? Well, it was difficult for me because, you know, you're talking to someone that's home maybe two weeks at the max, you wow. know. The, you know, any given period of time. And the first month I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I can just chill, relax, spend a lot of quality time with the pets, you know. Then the second month and it was like, okay, well, let's see, I'm going to have to start working out. <laughs> so I went and I, I got, I have a Peloton. I did that. And then I, I bought like a exercise ball and a TRX and, a, you know, I was just trying to make my home into some kind of workout gymnasium. And I had time to redo my website and some of yeah. my media and concentrate a little bit on my YouTube channel. So it's been good. But now I'm itching to get back out and get out and do some adventure in the outdoors. So I guess yeah. that's kind of what I miss the most. We're up in Seattle and and. You know, one, we had the, all the protests, just like you guys did. But now they have a whole section of Seattle blocked off. And they've oh, the yeah. cops have been kicked out for the most part. They, went, they weren't really kicked out, like, quote, unquote. But uh, they're not going in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, a friend of mine said, hey, I hope everything that's happening up north isn't hitting you. And I didn't know what was going on. And I said, what are you talking about? And then they sent me that. And I went, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, yeah. crazy times. We're definitely living in some crazy times here. So you hold, correct me if I'm wrong, but seven black belts. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. What styles do you hold them in? Well, I first, my first style was Tung Sudo. That's mm -hmm. where I got my first black belt. Then from there, I started studying Pai Lam Kung Fu. And then from there, I went to Eagle Claw Kung Fu. And from there, I did Wushu. Then I did Taekwondo. And then I did a little bit of Kempo and then Shaolin. How old were you when the, when you hit, when the bug hit you for that, for martial um, arts? Well, I started when I was 13 and I really didn't know what it was at that time. You know, yeah. my girlfriend, her parents were studying and they owned a health club and they would come in and on Sunday and clean up all the equipment. And we would just like, you know, play around in the big exercise area. It was carpeted and we'd do cartwheels and rolls and, you know, all kind of fun stuff. And then they would start practicing their martial arts. So I saw that and I said, wow, that's unusual. You know, it's a good exercise, but to learn how to defend yourself using your hands and feet. I never yeah. saw anything like that. So because of what they did, they said, well, he, you know, this is where we train. I told my mom and she signed me up at the Scranton Karate School. That is awesome. When you started going, though, did you feel like this is something I can do? This, this, this is me because... Man, seven black belts. I would imagine when you first time you did a high kick and got everything going that you were just like, I don't want to do anything else. Well, now I'll tell you what, because, you know, I, I was young and it was very hard. There was one woman in the class, but I thought she was a man the whole time. Right. <laughs> so uh, on my second class, I know nothing. And he pairs my teacher pairs me up with her to spar. And she didn't like it because she liked being the only only girl in the class. Right. Right. And she kicked me in the head with a roundhouse kick, almost knocked me out. I didn't know how to block or anything. And I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And then I was like, I can't punch, you know, and all these guys are shouting. And on my third class, I learned how to do the front kick. And someone came up with a board and they said, here, break this board with the front kick. And 
I didn't have it perfected. I didn't have my toes pulled back and I broke my toe. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got hit in the head, broke my toe. Uh, <laughs> all these men, all these sweaty men are around me and I can't shout and I can't punch and turn. And I wanted to quit. And yeah. my mom said, you know, I signed you up for four months. There's no way you're quitting. And then during that time, my instructor gave a talk about quitters. You know how quitters are losers. And if you're not any good, it's because you don't practice. And, you know, if, if it, you're mentally saying you hate it, you have a bad attitude. And, you know, from that day on, I thought he was talking to me. So I said, you know what? It's true. I don't practice. So let me start practicing this. And then I was like, I love push-ups. I love push-ups. I love push-ups. You know, I was trying to change my mind about it. And once I did that, you know, hey, all of a sudden I got that move. And, hey, I can block the these kicks. And then, then I said, you know, I really like it. And I didn't fight this woman until I was a red belt again. And let's just say payback was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You were undefeated middleweight kickboxing weapons, lady champion for five consecutive years. That is incredible. Yeah. Well, what that was is I, I, when I first started competing, right, actually yeah. I was an orange belt. I was only studying five and a half months. And at that time, they just had women, all ranks. It didn't matter if you were studying 30 years or like three days. You were all in the same division. Oh, wow. And I took second place. And a black belt took first, black belt took third. And I thought, you know what? I'm really going to practice because I'm going to be the best in this field. If I already only train this much and can beat black belts, you know, I could be really good. So yeah. I started training with the Vengeance. And then I was winning all the tournaments in the five regions, which was north, like the east coast of the United States. And then I said, you know, I'm going to try competing in an A-rated tournament. And so I went to, it was in New Jersey. I took first place and everybody's like, who's this person that beat the number one person? We don't even know who she is. So I started competing and I had a goal that I wanted to be undefeated for five consecutive years. And then I would oh retire God. from competition. And time when people say, oh yeah, you're five-time undefeated world champion. Well, yes, but I was competing 30 times a year. So 30 times five, right? 150, yeah. So I could say really I was undefeated 150 times champion, which sounds weird and it's very weird <laughs> to say, but it's true. And, uh, you know, I wanted this goal so bad that I went and I studied in Hong Kong. I went to China back then. I mean, it was really hard for Americans to get in uh, back yeah. in the 80s. Uh, I studied there for eight weeks. I went to Taiwan and studied. I mean, Everything I did was martial arts, you know, if I, I was uh, teaching, training with my students, you know, if I was yeah. traveling, I was going to a martial arts school to work out, you know, I, I just focused on that. And then on my fifth year, on my fourth year, actually, I got uh, an offer to do a movie. And I was going back and forth from Hong Kong, because I was like, I can't not get my goal. So they would go, okay, we'll fly you back. And then I'd compete, and then I'd fly right back beyond the set. But I did. I was uh, number one and for the five years. And then I retired. And then, luckily, I started doing movies. The first movie I did was Yes, Madam, Huge Success. Yep. And then I getting offers after that. So it was a really nice transition going from competitor. And I didn't really want to retire from competition. But, you know, I was like, it's best to go out number one. And I've beaten everybody so many times. And at this point, it was so stressful because everybody, I used to do the most hard moves in my routine that if I just messed up once, someone would beat me because everybody was waiting for the day Cynthia right. Rock to 
get beat, you know. And I also competed in weapons. And back then, there were no women in weapons. You know, if there were, it was me and maybe a few other girls. So I had to compete against the men. So I was the only woman actually to win the whole, you know, year, the weapons competition uh, in the men's division. What's your favorite weapon? Double hook swords. Double hook Uh, swords. Yes, I do Chinese weapons. And the double hook swords are... Uh, a combination of many weapons. It's got like a dagger, it's got a crescent knife, it's got a hook on the end. So it's a combination of a couple weapons, like all yeah. built into one. It's kind of like a wildebeest. It's yeah, <laughs> I can see it in my mind. I know which one you're talking about. That's that's just kind of crazy. Is there videos of you using that? Because I'd love to see you actually going to town uh, on that. You know what? I do have some, like somewhere. I, I, I haven't found any from competition. I found myself doing a a broadsword in competition. It's on YouTube, but I have some videos where I'm just messing around with the hook swords, but I, I haven't, I wish I had competition doing the hook swords. You could, if you YouTube it, you can find me in competition doing empty hand form and the broadsword. That's all I've been able to see so far. Uh, I'm going to check that out because that sounds amazing. Is there a part of you that kind of wishes that MMA, like you were doing what you were doing then now and to be a part of that, the MMA pushed like with, Ronda Rousey and all those girls that, you know, they've kind of elevated that whole sports. I mean, for that while there, Rousey was MMA. She was the biggest star. Yeah. And you kind of paved that way in a lot of ways because you showed women can really kick a lot of butt right now. And, you know. Right. Absolutely. Because the same that Ronda opened up doors for MMA for women. It's yeah. For me in film, because when I was doing films, it was very hard. Like, it was like, no, women don't sell. Actually, I was the first woman on the cover of Karate Illustrated magazine. That's right. And the editor had a fight for me because there and was black belt. Oh, women and minorities. So that was Karate Illustrated. Women and minorities don't sell. And actually, I was recently on the cover of Black Belt. And I think that Ronda Rousey was on the cover in 1992. I was on the cover in the 80s. But since yeah. 92 till the time I was on, I don't think there was another woman. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. And then you have Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat, one of Johnny's favorite games, and you're the inspiration for Sonya Blade. Yeah, actually, you know, when when I knew the the guy that was doing that, and uh, they approached me, and you know, at that time, my agent was like, "Yeah, Cynthia gets a lot of money now because I was very, you know, I was one of the top box office draws for action movies." So he didn't yeah. want to pay. He didn't want to pay me, you know, my fee. So what they went and did is they took my likeness, they took my kick, you know, and they just said, oh, it's Sonya Blade. It's not Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, man, that's kind of lame. Come up and say, oh, Sonya Blade, can I have your autograph and this and that? But they did. They they copied my likeness. And I guess you probably could have sued or something like that. But, you know, I'm not that kind of person. I'm like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, but that's kind of lame. I mean, I to me. I mean, if they would have said it was me, then you know, I, or he should have put me in the movie. Is you know, yeah. I, think, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then he was like using some excuse, you know. Oh, I, totally I don't want. He should have put you in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you had you've you've had some some schools in in Los Gatos. Are you still teaching today, or have have you decided well, yeah. to focus on other things? I've had a lot of schools. I had two schools in Pennsylvania. Then I moved to California, opened up the school in Los Gatos. And when I went to Hong Kong to do movies, then I I realized I couldn't teach. And I also had a contract at that time to do a movie with Sylvester Stallone called The Executioner. So I was going to leave Los Gatos and move down down to Los Angeles. Uh, 
What was that? I forgot now. <laughs> I was curious if you're if you're still teaching or I'm if you teaching right. So so I didn't have the schools then, and I started teaching at one of the schools. And you know, because I travel so much and I was doing so many films, if you're going to have a martial arts school, you have to be there every day. You know, and I just I couldn't do that. So now when I teach, I teach some private lessons. I do some virtual private lessons on my website. Wow. And also, I teach seminars like all around the world. So that's what, you know, if I'm not teaching a seminar or shooting a movie, then I'm out like exploring and doing extreme adventures. So they're the three main things I do in my life today. <laughs> what kind of extreme adventures do you do? Oh, I've, I, I trekked to Everest Base Camp. I did oh, um, wow. Pichu, the Inca Trail. I did the W Trek in Patagonia. I did an expedition trip in Antarctica, uh, I climbed uh, Jabbered Peak, which was intense engineering. Wow. So I think when I stopped competing and doing like, you know, realizing that martial arts were was my only focus, I was like, oh, I could go skiing now. Or, oh, now I could go white water rafting, where before I never would do anything like that because I think, oh, it's going to hurt. I don't want to do anything to hurt my body, you know. Yes. Top to that would stop me from competition, but then I started doing that, and I think because I like the adrenaline rush, like you know, I just came back from New Zealand and I I bungee jumped for the first time off the Auckland Bridge. I did skydiving at twenty thousand feet, which is illegal in the United States. You can only go sixteen thousand, so you oh, had wow. oxygen. You know, I I white water raft down the the biggest waterfall that any commercial uh, company could go, and of course we tipped. Because that was my fear is like tipping and getting like, you know, like the raft. Oh, that yeah. was, But I like that. I think that's my new way of like challenging myself. And that, so I, I actually was supposed to go and do an adventure trip in Scandinavia yeah. when quarantine happened. So I have put it off for next year. So, yeah. So I guess I, I had also I was going to hike the Grand Canyon from rim to rim. I do. I like to do a lot of backpacking and a lot of like I climbed up to Fitzroy. You know, yeah. I just, I like to do things that are out of the normal. Is it hard for you to find a significant other that can keep up with your, your drive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like you're saying, I'm exhausted listening to everything you like to do. I'm like, oh my God, I would be just, I, I would not be able to keep up with you at well, all. <laughs> I have a lot of friends too. So what I end up doing is I don't go do these by myself, but I yeah. end up I end up doing like trips with REI or active adventures, you know, where you're, you're by yourself, but there's other people like the other extreme adventurers doing it. Yeah. 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 That's I, I, yeah, that was, I was like listening. I was like, that's so much stuff that I don't know that I would even begin to compete yeah. on a level. Cause like I, you know, I'm like, we have Mount Sai out here in Seattle, which is in this town called Issaquah. And it's a, it's a popular hiking, but you know, you get like, it takes you about six hours to get to the top. You yeah. Know? I get about three hours in and I, I have to think, do I want to go back? Do I really want to go to the top? <laughs> well, climbing to Everest base camp was the hardest thing I've ever done. I don't think I could do anything harder than that. That was like Did you do Mount Rainier? all uphill. Uh, I haven't done that. I would like to, and I haven't yeah, done Mount because... Rainier here too. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely would like to, I think right now I'm looking because I think travel outside the United States isn't going to be too easy, like for the rest Not of this year. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking into uh, Oregon, traveling, hiking up Mount Hood. So seeing, you Mount know, Hood's a good hike. And you should look at Mount Rainier because that is a training ground for Everest for a lot of people. 
Yeah. Well, you know, when I did, I didn't train at all. <laughs> I just did it. And, oh and I think what it wasn't so much even being in fit. It was the altitude everywhere you yeah. went that altitude kills. And I'm telling you, man, you know, when you, when I hit anywhere, when I hit 17,000 feet, that gets me. Gets yeah, me. I bet. Ooh. I bet. Yeah. I bet. So I got to ask, because I think this is so interesting in between. Yes, madam. And the millionaires express you tore your ACL. But you kept filming, and the doctors were like, they didn't know how you did it, and it's really just because of your muscles around the ACL were so strong that you're like, I'm good to go. And they wanted you to quit. They wanted you to do surgery. You, you got to. Can you tell us the story? Yeah, and actually, I still haven't got it fixed, and I'm still doing all this crazy oh stuff. Oh my god! I know. I've never got it crazy. I swear, I haven't. Yeah, what happened is I finished Yes, Madam, and then they said, "Okay, you can go home for a couple of weeks." At that time, I, I had a martial arts school, so I was training with my students, and I did a jumping hook kick. And when I landed, my knee gave out, and then that's when it it kind of it went like that. And I went, "Oh my god!" You know. So I went, and they said, "Yeah, you tore your ACL." So I, I, there's nothing I could do. I had a movie to do. So I go there and we were shooting Millionaire's Express and uh, Richard Norton, I meet him for the first time, my good friend. And he had an accident with his leg in the Philippines where it blew up uh, and he had to get it drained and he couldn't walk on it. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't kick with my right leg, you know? And he's like, I can't kick with my left. So we're like, oh, this is great. So I just did everything. The thing that was the hardest for me was when I shot writing wrongs, I couldn't even like walk on my knee and I had to do everything left-sided. And you know, most martial artists favor one side. Well, I had to do everything on the other side. And when I look back and see those fight scenes going, oh my God, that hurt. And yeah. uh, and then it would get then it would get a little better, right? And then I did it magic crystal. If I was doing the spear scene, it blew out on that one, right? And I was like, and you know what? I've just learned to live with it. And when I went to the doctors, right, because, you know, he would say, you know, it's going to be about six months recovery. Well, I was doing a lot of movies at that time. So I right. was just saying, hey, I know what I could do and, and what I can't do. And they said, well, we don't understand. People can't even stand. They said, now your ACL is completely gone. You know, they did an MRI. They said, it's not just torn. It's completely gone. Oh my and God. they said, we want to do a test. So they, they have these little, they sewed like these electrodes in my leg, like all, like all over. And that hurt. It was like, imagine getting like threaded, like all over. And then they'd say, run and walk and go backwards. And then it came back. Why I could do what I could do is because my hamstrings and my quads were so strong. They kept my knee in place. So even to this day, I have like, I have did the stem cell therapy, but you know what? I ski, I, you know, I do these, these like unbelievably hard treks, you know, and I could do it. So I know, I know what I could do. So I don't know, maybe someday I will, I, I don't know. I don't even think they can fix it now. I think, I, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my God. That's so crazy though. Cause I can't even imagine yeah, I can't imagine not being, you know, not having the surgery, and then it's been how long? I it's been 1986. I since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you are a crazy girl! I yeah. cannot believe it. And you know, I think <laughs> I've just I've just learned to live with pain. You know, I have a high pain tolerance, and then every once in a while, when I have heels on, I walk a little funny because for some reason it hurts when I have heels on. You know, people go, "Oh, are you limping?" I was like, "No, I just I just walk funny." <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about, and I hope I'll probably butcher his name, so please correct me because that way we get it right. 
but Yuen Biao. Is that how you say it? Yuen Biao. Yuen Biao. He is like, I feel like people should know who he is, even though they know Jackie Chan, they know the Jet Lees, they know Bruce Lee, you know what I mean? But that guy technically is one of the greatest fighters on film ever. And I'm hoping you can give us a little back history about who he is and why people should know who he is. Yeah, well, you know, he I 100% agree with you. I mean, I've I've worked with all these people and he's his talent was so incredible. I mean, I remember we were doing writing wrongs and he there's a scene where he does a backflip and lands on a rocking chair. And he we did it about 10 times. He kept like slipping off, but even so, like just to do the flip, never mind landing on the two handles of a rocking chair, right? And he to me he was the best person I ever fought with because our timing was similar. It was so easy to fight with him because sometimes someone, you know, is a little, your, their fluidity isn't the same, their power right. isn't the same, you know, they have a hard time getting movements and we just like clicked. All the fight scenes were just awesome. And I don't know, you know, I heard this story and I don't know how true it is, but, you know, he was married and they were like, well, you, you know, you can't say you're married because you won't get a lot of fans, especially in Japan. Like, the girls don't like you and and i i don't know that's what they said why he wasn't that popular because oh, that's you know, crazy he he is awesome i mean i and i actually like googled him the other day to see what he's doing i said how fun that would be like to do uh writing wrongs and when we did writing wrongs the funny thing is is that you know when the when we shot it i end up dying they put a stake like through my throat and then he ends up dying off of an airplane falling down and they showed it in Taiwan and the people went crazy. They were screaming and booing. And then they called us back to reshoot it where I just get stabbed like in the arm and I have a sling on. And then he <laughs> and my boat comes and picks him up and he's in the water because the people hated that. So it's funny. So of that movie, there's two versions out there. But yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Cynthia, you should have been in A movies. You should have been in the Expendables. You know, you should be in a Marvel. You should have been in the Expendables. Like, I know, and that's like Yoon View. Yoon View should have been up there as like Jet Li and Jackie Chan. He should have been too. Yeah, yeah, he should have came over and done a, a few American movies. He, you know what I mean? That were concentrated, like they did Lethal Weapon three for Jet Li. Yeah, I mean, that really was. I think for me, I, it felt like that was Jet Li's coming out party in America. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that guy deserves something similar to that because, man, you go back and watch some of those movies. He's incredible. He's incredible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, when I grew up, Jackie Chan was like my idol. Like I used yeah. to watch these movies and want to practice his moves. But I tell you, like, I, I, I just I have not seen anyone better than you and view during that time in fighting. Oh, man. So do you have any you have a couple of things that are actually coming out, right? You had I think you guys just finished. Anna Dilla Rises? Is that uh, right? No, they haven't shot that one yet. That's supposed to be oh. a movie. IMTV okay. has, it, has it being done. Oh, they do? Yes. Yeah. Why people can put anything on IMDb. Yeah. They contacted me to do it, but it's never, I don't know, probably the most reasons that none of these films don't get done or they take a long time is they don't have all the financing for it. But yeah. now I'm currently shooting a movie called Huntress and uh, we have four more days to shoot, but we were stopped because of the quarantine. So as soon as they let production start up again, I'll finish that. And yeah. previous, I have, I have a Western coming up that someone wants me to do. And then I actually have a lot of projects that, you know, were slated for this year, but now everything will probably go to 2021. 
Yeah, yeah. You did the martial arts kid back in 2015. It's a very inspirational movie. Uh, it's, it's great for kids and families to watch. Was that an important one for you to do? You actually got to work with Don the Dragon Wilson, which I always loved his movies. Yeah, it was. You know, uh, actually, Don's brother, James, produced it. And he came up to me and said, you know, I want to do a family movie and yeah. I want you to play a mom. And I was like so excited because I was a mom. You know, I had a daughter and I was like, ah, <laughs> I can relate to that role. I'd love to play that. I've never played it. And, you know, he said, I want to do a children's film. And Don was actually kind of against it. He's like, no, no, it won't work. You got to do, you know, the old blood and gore and guts and shit. Yeah bad guys or fight them and, and James is like no I want to do a movie with a message for kids you know and me at that time I don't know my daughter was uh, how old was she was uh, she was a teen young teen you know I I you know I said yeah I, I would love to do that too and it had such a great message about bullies you know how bad it is to be a bully and we had the biggest anti-bullying association behind us kicking it and it was it was just so much fun. And then once we start doing it, then Don was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. This works, you know. But I think because that movie had such a good message and we had so many kids in martial arts schools watch it. And, you know, we would get messages from little kids saying, thank you. I'm not I'm not going to tolerate bullies. You know, I'm going to yeah. tell um, I'm not bullies are bad. You know, we had kids say to their dads, Hey, can I help you move those chairs? You know, and it kind of taught kids a little bit more respect as well. And the good thing about that, you know, a lot of people compared it to the karate kid, but the difference is, is that, yeah, same simple premise, you know, the underdog gets, you know, beat up and wins, but yeah. He became a green belt and everything he learned was true martial arts that any beginner would be able to do. And it was all martial art masters that was teaching him in the film, you know, and it just showed, you know, that, you know, no, you're not going to be a world champion and beat the greatest guy in the world. But, you know, if you learn some self-defense, you do know enough to how to protect yourself. Yeah, that's I think that's a great message. I mean, we did judo when I was a kid and that helped a lot. You know, it gave me confidence and it gave me the ability to know that I didn't have to be scared every time I walked down the hallway. And it's right. totally true. Yeah, right. That's definitely, you know, I always say everybody should learn martial arts. Doesn't matter how old you are. You know, you pick a, a, a style that's adaptable to your body, you know, and you're getting in shape. But at the same time, you're learning how to defend yourself. And how priceless is that if you're ever in a situation to save yourself or save someone you're with? Yeah. So... <laughs> Is there a movie that you've been in that kind of stands above the rest for you? Well, you know, yes. I think I like the movie Sworn to Justice because that that was a different role for me. You know, it was more like the the woman was more sexy. She was, you know, wasn't just like the cop or the, you know, tomboy next door. You know, I had to study a lot of... A lot of the scenes, because I was a psychologist, so I worked with Brad Dourif, which was really phenomenal for me as yeah. to work with uh, an uh, Academy Award-winning actor. I felt a, a turning point when I did that as far as my acting goes, like really took a, a, a step up, because prior to that, really, I probably didn't know what I was doing. But, <laughs> you know, that stands out to me for that. And also, I one of the movies that I did that I really love, it's a quirky little film. It's called Santa's Summer House. 
And the director hired all of us martial artists to be in it, but nobody fights. And his motto was something like, even the toughest people enjoy Christmas, you know. <laughs> I love Christmas and it was quirky because I got to play Mrs. Claus. And there's a oh, funny cool. thing about that because they sent me the script and they wanted me to play this one part and I couldn't do it. So I had to turn it down because I had another commitment. Well, then that commitment fell through. So I called them back. And as I was reading the script, I said to my daughter, I said, I'd love to play Mrs. Claus. And my daughter's laughing, going, oh, my God, right? <laughs> so I called them back and they said, well, we already cast that part, but we have Mrs. Claus. And I went, yeah. And then I think Robert Mitchum uh, was, the, was Santa Claus. And I was like, but does, does, does that matter? Because he's like much older than I am. And they, and they go, yeah, what's wrong with Santa having a, yacht, uh, a young, hot wife? And I was like, <laughs> cool. So they let me play it like really kind of quirky. So it was fun for me because it was so different, you know, than anything ever that I've yeah. ever. That's cool. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we shot that movie in three days. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. So what's your next extreme adventure? Hiking the Grand Canyon, rim to rim. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm going to okay. do it uh, Do it in September, and it's like five days non-hiking. You have to, to do this. You have to get a doctor's note saying that you're physically fit to do it. Just don't let them look at your ACL. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> but you know, you know what's funny is um, this year, I went and I – was it this year or last year? Last The, the end of last year. I went and I got to train with uh, the Army at Fort Irwin here in oh, California. Wow. And we got to put on all the gear and go into buildings and, and learn all these guns. Well, the day before I was going to do it, my dog got out and I saw her outside running and I freaked out. So I ran out to find out what it is and I see that one of the fence things came down. So I trying to think of the grab the dog, you know, run and get the wire to fix the fence. And I tripped on the wire and fell and I had to get like about eight stitches in my knee. Right. Oh no. Yeah. I, I go to the emergency room and I said, well, I'm going to train with the army tomorrow. I can't not do that. And he goes, well, you're going to bust them. And I said, well, then maybe we don't stitch it. He goes, what, you know, you'll have an ugly scar. I was going, all right, well, I have a lot of scars. That <laughs> so he stitched it anyway. And when I got there, everybody was like, don't tell them. Don't tell them that, you know, you got stitches yesterday. And I was like, okay, because, you know, they said they won't let you do it because you had to yeah. sign all these forms. And then when I got done, the guy was like, oh, man, you did so great. And, you know, and I said, yeah, I said, well, I got stitches in my leg yesterday. And I showed him, he's going, oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, look at this way. If you're out, you know, in Afghanistan and you fall and you get stitches in your leg are you, or, you know, you get that cut, are you going to stop? Or are you right. going to keep going? They go, we're going to keep going. I said, well, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Cynthia. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's a real pleasure talking with you. I'd love to have you back on when you have anytime you have anything going on. You're just you're just a pleasure to talk with. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. I mean, you're. I think you got stories for days. So I do. I, do. I, I know we could be here for four days, and I. I but speaking of that, if I could give a shout out to everybody, Please I have do. a YouTube channel. You know, that I'm doing a lot of uh, Q&As behind the scenes of movies and ask, fans are asking me questions. So it's Cynthia Rothrock channel. So it's YouTube.com slash Cynthia Rothrock channel. 
And also, I'm very prominent on Facebook. I really keep in contact with everybody on Facebook. So people can message me there. And also, since I just recreated my whole new website, which is CynthiaRothrock.com, a lot of fun things going on there. Right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I did. It's, It's all hot off the press. That's awesome. Cool. Well, all right, Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Take care and stay safe. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Cynthia. Bye. Dude, how cool is the last name of Rothrock? It's a... It's like an it's an '80s action star last name, man. It is, dude. If actually she is she is so cool. If I had a rock band, a hair metal band, I would name us Roth Rocks. The, the Roth, Roth Rocks. Rocks. That's awesome. <laughs> One of the, the first album would be Queen of Kickass. There you go. So you, you have your your late in life new career of being in a metal band called the Roth Rocks, and your first album is already already titled for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll grow my hair long in the back, keep it bald yeah. up front. <laughs> you can say it's for the mullet look. It's fine. You don't have to say it's bald. Go for, the, for the, the ultimate yeah. mullet. Ultimate <laughs> business in the front, pure party in the back. It's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Uh, uh, what'd you think of her? Dude, she was awesome. I, I had a lot of fun. She was she was such a such, such a great person to talk to. She had a great outlook on life. Uh, she's. As with every interview we've done recently, the quarantines affected people in weird ways, and it's 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 cool to hear what you know how they're coping with the the craziness yeah. going on right now. Yeah, yeah, and people, I don't know if you have noticed, but those numbers are not slowing down right now in America, and it kind of sucks. So hopefully, people yeah, are so. taking the right actions, wearing the masks, social distancing, and when at all possible, quarantining. Yeah, if you go anywhere, wear a damn mask. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> right? <laughs> so weird. Like seriously, don't be an asshole. But that interview with her was great hopefully maybe we yeah. can get her back on sometime um, oh, that'd be fun you guys should really check out all the stuff that she has going on because she's a busy girl she is and this interview was brought to us um by renee wittersetter and her group um that helps get us interviews with, with jeff and, and i just want to say thank you again renee for hooking us up with cynthia that was awesome yeah and you can find links down the show notes to to renee's websites and stuff if you have are interested in talking to more people or hearing with people like cynthia yeah, and you can find out all about Renee and how to get a hold of her and book your own people for your own show if you have a podcast yourself at Eva Inc. That's E-V-A-I-N-K dot com or Eva Inc. Artist Group dot com. All right, that's a show, man. That is a show. Uh, there's only one <laughs> left hot. thing to do there, Johnny. Well, first, we can tell people to go to our website, webverse.com, and check out all of our cool podcasts and all of our back issues and all of our articles and go to our store and buy stuff and look cool and wear a mask. And then we have one thing to do. In an ocean's of podcasts, <laughs> we are Cthulhu. That's Cthulhu compounding to do. Open the mind and read more. <laughs> <laughs>